welcome back again to the HEK Video Game Experience, where we cover everything from some video games, old school, to some Marvel Cinematic Universe, to some wrestling, to some movies, to some whatever. Any kind of geeky stuff, not just video games. In fact, we haven't done a lot of video games lately, Clear. No, we really haven't. You know, we last one we did was Zelda 2, Link to the Past, with British Redneck, and with um, Nick Dimianos. It is currently in the editing phase and hopefully we'll be out soon but uh i think we're trying to shift gears here a little bit man because it's kind of interesting to me all of the marvel cinematic universe stuff that we've done that you guys know and the star wars stuff that we that you know of course and and now we're going to start touching base with the wrestling here that i am not super familiar with um i watched probably WCW the most back in the 90s, early 2000s with the NWO and uh, a little bit of WWF before that, 96, 95 Royal Rumbles, uh, stuff like that before then. But you've kind of stuck with this whole time, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, on and off. I mean, there's been times where I didn't watch it that much or whatnot, but I've always kind of kept a, I don't know, guess kept an ear to it. Uh, in my Flipboard, I have a Channel 4 just just wrestling so I can kind of keep up with it because I mean I, I find it interesting and my son is actually kind of getting into it now so it's been something fun that we watch together and enjoy so okay cool yeah I like to if it's on I like turn it on and kind of just watch a little bit of it you know there's all kind of things now there's like not just WWE there's a few others that are like kind of extreme or whatever well you don't have the really the extreme I mean you do have extreme when you get into the um, GCW uh, which I don't follow GCW at all, um, but you do have that that group there. You have TNA, which is um, Total Nonstop to Action, that started back in the mid two thousands and has actually been going on for a good little bit. And um, you have now AEW with uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan is the one that is running that one, and it's actually giving WWE a lot of competition there, but they're also actually. You know, I wouldn't say poaching WWE talent, but whenever WWE talent gets released, they're going over to AEW. It's happening What's a lot. What's AEW mean? Uh, all Elite that's the Wrestling. One I, yeah, I think that's the one that just happened to stumble on. Yeah, I mean, there is, it's actually a good show, and they do have... I'm not going to say that they're extreme, but they do have more edgier content than what WWE has. WWE is still kind of in the quasi-PG era. They're kind of pulling out of it now and getting a little bit more edgy again. And that's more based off of because of what AEW is doing. I mean, they're doing some good stuff. And um, Tony Khan was smart to pull in Cody Rhodes as one of his primary people helping him with that. And they've, they've done a great job with that company and really grown it really well. Now they're starting to get into the same... And we'll talk about it throughout our series of wrestling or whatever. But they're starting to get into the phase of having too many, too much talent and not enough show to showcase all the talent. And that's the same thing that WWE has hit into. And that's the reason why last year alone, WWE released over 80 wrestlers. It's just crazy how much, how much wow. talent they had stockpiled and just decided to dump it one day. All right. So this is like a new little series we're doing. Like if you've listened, we did the... Uh Marvel Cinematic Universe, we did a Loki show. We're going to continue to do that once a month, but we're going to kind of do these wrestling things once a month, I guess. But, Clear, what is the plan here for this? What are we going to talk about today, and what's the plan for the wrestling stuff? So today we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. 
And that's really mainly because the Royal Rumble just happened this past weekend. Uh, the 2022 Royal Rumble, I forget which one it was like in the series of Royal Rumbles. There's there's a ton of them. They've been going on since 89, I think. I have to, I've got my numbers here on the side. But um, it's just really to kind of talk about wrestling and some of the impacts on gaming because wrestling has had a lot of wrestling games that have come out that have been pretty big deal in in certain time frames i mean wcw mayhem if i'm not mistaken was a big one uh wcw versus nwo is another big game um a couple of the wwe games were were pretty big and you know of course then you have like the original nintendo one pro wrestling that was just so much fun and just kind of talk about that and then talk about a blend of actual wrestling too as well because i've been seeing a lot of people that play video games like wrestling so it's like okay well why not just have a little blend there and have a little bit of video game and wrestling talk in in the same conversation cool so um so you want to talk about the video games first or you want to talk about well uh, before we jump into that i want to talk about some news that's happened just the beginning of this week but that i think we we do definitely need to mention and discuss because it has big implications on the gaming world in general um sony just bought bungie for six point yeah. eight million or six point eight billion dollars, you know it's 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 crazy what's happening. And you know you had Microsoft just recently buy Activision Blizzard for what sixty something billion, billion too. I think. Right, that's yeah, what I was just crazy. thinking. Like Activision Blizzard for sixty something billion, and Bungie's only worth six billion, like ten yeah. percent of Activision. Well, wow, I mean, Bungie has fallen. Well, I know Activision has more stuff and all this. I was gonna say a bunch we, we, more IPs, but Bungie could have had. You know, well, who knows what? Well, when you're looking at Activision, you're buying several studios. You're not buying just one because you've got Activision, Blizzard. There's a couple others under that. Bungie is just Bungie. That's it. And really, the only big IP they have right now is Destiny, and that's it. So, I mean, my question, and and I kind of was wondering, is why did Sony buy Bungie instead of buying EA. That would have been a bigger move to me, and that would have been the power move is for Sony to go, well, you know what? You're going to buy Activision. We're going to buy EA. Sony only has enough money to buy Bungie, the PlayStation (laughs) 5. They're selling, selling, but they don't have enough to come out. Well, I found this article that was kind of interesting on it, and I'm sorry, it actually wasn't six point something million. It's only three point six billion they threw at Bungie. Jeez, I thought it was six too. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're um, they're throwing three points. They're throwing three point six billion bag of money at Bungie. Uh, And that's kind of where this this article is going with this. This article is from PC Gamer, but it's like. One, they, they released, they, they're, they're saying they're going to buy the, buy them. And then in the, almost in the same breath, they're like, oh, but we're not making them exclusive to PlayStation. They're going to still be cross-platform and everybody's still going to play it on anything. So that right there started stirring the pot big time because it's like, why are you going to buy a company like Bungie that's not that big anymore? Yeah, they're, you know, they made Destiny. Yes, they are the people behind halo but they don't own a halo anymore and they don't have any play into halo so what why did you why did they do that well it's not just about the video game for this buy it's about the talent that's in the studio which in my opinion it's like really that talent i mean that 
with everything that's gone on with Destiny 2, I'm just like, the talent's kind of fallen off the cliff there with that one because it's like there's just so much they could have done and it just feels like it's wasted. We've talked about Destiny 2 and beaten it with a stick to death, and so I don't want to go into that. But it's more about what other things they can do. They're looking at the universe of Destiny, not just the video game. How can it be branched out into movies, TV series, all this other kind of things. And I'm like, okay, maybe Sony is on to something here because you got to give Bungie some credit. They're pretty good at world building. They're not always great at maintaining those worlds, but they're great at creating a base structure for the world. I mean, Destiny, yeah, there was some rough edges when it was first released, but once they got established, that was a pretty good, awesome base i mean me and hollywood spent hours upon hours playing destiny one and it probably one of the funnest games in the past decade that we've played you know destiny 2 built off of that still had a great base but they just kind of let it fall to the side they didn't really carry things over so i feel like and especially where this article went is they didn't really buy it for the games they bought it for the talent and i'm gonna put talent in quotation marks talent and for the universe and world building that they can do and do more with it. Yeah, I think the talent's solid, though. I mean, they got the world-class, I would argue, the best programmers for first-person shooters that the world has ever known, <laughs> that I've known uh, in a game. There's The help controls and all that are super solid on Destiny, as they were for Halo and so on, so... If they're going to make some type of new first-person shooter, you know, maybe they're going to do some type of uh, MMO. What am I trying to say here? One of these uh, battle royales with some yeah. kind of destiny. Not even destiny, but just any kind of first-person shooter that they have the bunch of guys controlling or uh, developing. could be sick. And, and so, I, mean, I mean, I agree with you, too. I mean, they are talented people, but I guess it's just my bitterness on, on Destiny 2 and how they kind of, you know screwed the pooch on that one because i really think that it could have been a better game than what it is now granted you know they just bungie was just talking about how they had a million players already ready for the witch queen or the new piece that's coming out in a couple weeks so i'm like well i mean they still got a big following i mean you look at people like datto uh my name is bife all those people that are still playing destiny a lot and that are building and building upon the lore i mean destiny itself's got an amazing lore to it and if they branch into that then i mean you know that got a lot of stuff there i, I guess just you know back to my bitterness with how they did that how they did destiny 2 and how i felt like it wasn't what it should have been yeah so so who knows but that's really cheap man mm -hmm. for a big company like that 3.6 billion that's mm -hmm. like yeah whatever if we buy them we, at least we just keep microsoft from buying them that's true <laughs> you know? i mean that's true, <laughs> that is true. Hey, i'm sure they tried to buy ea or something like that and they were like no it's too expensive yeah. it's probably kind of like the whole thing with uh wwe and AEW with them trying to keep talent from each other and you know locking them in a long yeah. contracts and not using them and that kind of stuff because it's just crazy stuff there i um, saw some meme that said uh that was had the picture of the like nintendo um, Twitter or something put it out and it just had a picture of a girl in a swimming pool with over there over her face it said Nintendo Switch and it said I'm just out here living my best life and then it said something something like somebody it said everybody was the name of the guy that responded but uh, that commented on the post and said uh, um, 
Well, Sony and Microsoft are out there buying everything, and then Nintendo says, this isn't about them. And then that's all, it's, that's all the <laughs> meme was. But it just made you kind of think like, yeah, Nintendo doesn't need third-party developers. They got Nintendo. <laughs> you know, it's like... Exactly. <laughs> Nintendo's got Nintendo. It's like Sony has Sony with the God of War and um, event her, our Horizon Zero it's, Dawn yeah. and so on and so forth. Uh, it, um, uh, Uncharted, their deal. Yeah, Uncharted is their deal. So, and you got Last of Us. You yeah. got Days Gone. I mean, you've got yeah. so many first-party titles there at Sony that it's like, why did you need to go out and buy another one? And why don't you just focus on making the ones that you have just amazing? I mean, The Last of Us is an amazing game. People love it. The Uncharted series, people are just diehard over it. And then when you look at the following that God of War is picked up behind it, and then the following that Horizon... Uh, I used to say Horizon Zero Dawn, which is right, but I was thinking of uh, uh, the the movie. You know, I forget the Event Dark Horizon. Horizon. Events Horizon, yeah, that, <clears> that's, that's crazy what I movie. Um, and you know, well, you got Horizon Forbidden West fixing to come out. You know, that's a new game and looks awesome. Even though people have already kind of ragged on it a little bit for how uh, uh, Alloy looks, but. Um, yeah, I just it's it's kind of one of those left field things until I started reading some of these articles talking about the talent, the universe and the other things that they're looking at doing. And it's not so much just a gaming purchase. It's more of a universe purchase. And that, well, that's that, the big question, right? Like, what's the best strategy to be successful in the video game industry? Right. We don't got we don't got to peel the onion back here. But think about it is the best strategy to just buy up all these developers or is the, spend money, spend your money on developers uh, or different game companies. Excuse me let, me, let me clarify. Spend money on the various game companies like Microsoft is doing, just buy them up. Or spend money to uh, focus your money on talent for your own gaming studios. I.e., If we own Bungie, we can just bring them in to help develop the next God of War in certain areas and so on, just like Nintendo has done. you got to look at the past. And I would argue that it probably would be in your best interest to put money into your own first party development because only reason is Nintendo has been around forever and that's all they've ever done, (laughs) you know? Well, and I, I guess mean, PlayStation and PlayStation has been around a while too, but well, I mean, PlayStation's been around since what ninety five, five or so, yeah, yeah ninety five. So Xbox has only been around since what two thousand two ish, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, something yeah, they like came that? out with uh, yeah, somewhere right around there, two thousand area, because they, 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 you know, that's all, that's when they got into it. So those are the those are two youngins compared to Nintendo. You yeah, know, Nintendo has been in there since before. You know, or right around when I was born, actually. I mean, they've, they've had had their so feet get be into it. Just like, hey, Bungie, we own you now, so we want to pull, you know, the head writer for whatever the guy over here doing whatever to come to work on this other game that we got and let him lead that. You know, stuff like that with yeah. the talent. So it could have nothing to do with Destiny. I mean, yeah, great. A little bit of a, you know, a, a sweetener there. But uh, anyway, who knows? But yeah. that's interesting interesting talk discussion and the, one, so. and, and the one other little quick thing i want to add to it too is the other thing that's come out of all of this too is the ftc is actually going is actually reviewing hardcore microsoft's 68.7 billion dollar buy of activision if they actually clear the fc ftc talks and the ftc clears the 
merger to happen, it'll make Microsoft the world's third largest video game maker. Mm. So well, that's that's where it's kind of hitting some of those. They just need you know, some things. games now. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, let's start this wrestling, man. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. And uh, I'm like I said, I, 96. Uh, I think uh, 95, 96 is kind of what I remember. And I remember we bought WrestleMania 10. Yeah. From and watched that. That was in 90. I don't know. Seven, I, eight. I, I don't remember on the WrestleMania 10. Yeah. And so, so WrestleMania 38 this year. This year <laughs> WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 10 was my first um, pay-per-view that I ever bought. And uh, especially the first wrestling thing. That was when Lex Luger, Tatanka fought and all, somebody sold out. And it was actually Tatanka that was claiming that Lex Luger sold out this whole time. And it was him that really sold out, you know, double-crossed or whatever. Little things like that that were a lot of fun. I remember it really well. Yeah. So WrestleMania 10 was... Um, uh, 94. Yeah, was not. Uh, I don't know. Was it 94? I don't think yeah, it was March 94, 20th, was it? 1994. Okay. And um, it was held at Madison Square Sounds Garden. Like 13. Yeah, I know. And it was the uh, one that actually, so we can piggyback off of WrestleMania, off of the Royal Rumble's discussion where we're going. Um, it was the Royal Rumble in which Shawn Michaels, uh, not Shawn Michaels, but. Um, Lex Luger and Bret Hart both won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I remember they that. They claimed that. And so Luger and Hart each had a match with Yokozuna that year. And so they both fought Yokozuna at two different times that, that through that. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. There was a coin toss to decide who faced Yokozuna first. You know, they went through that. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Bret Hart was the one that ended up getting to fight him later. And win, but this was also the WrestleMania where Bret Hart fought Owen Hart, so oh, you yeah, had yeah. multiple matches with the same people in it. It was so it's kind of crazy to think that that happened back then because you know you don't see that that much happening in WrestleManias now, but you did see that happen in the Royal Rumble this year, All right? So oh, this call, year you did, yeah. Calling it, call it, calling it, pulling double duty where you're doing two or two or more matches in one pay per view. So right. But um, just to talk about uh, Royal Rumble and jump into that, um, Royal Rumble's been around since 1988. And the first Royal Rumble was actually, I don't even think was at a pay-per-view. I think it was just a random match that they had. And good old Hacksaw Jim Duggan was the one that yeah. won that one. You know, and so um, it just kind of grew oh. from there. <laughs> I loved Hacksaw. I loved it was Hacksaw. so much fun because he would just always do that. And the dude's what in his sixties, maybe his seventies now, and he still comes out and does that stuff every once in a while. He never doesn't yeah, do he's it. An awesome dude at WWE, but he does it at independent shows. He comes and do, does Comic Cons a lot. He's on the circuit with Mick Foley a lot. Mick Foley does a lot of Comic Cons. Mick Foley's a great person to meet if you ever get a chance to meet him. He will take. If he has a thousand people lined up, he will spend 20 minutes with each person talking to him if that person will talk to him because he's just that type of person. He's such a great person in real life. Um, well, I've had I a chance say, to speak to him a couple times. He's really nice. I got to say, they did a Comic-Con here in Panama City Beach one day, one weekend, and it was on a Sunday uh, that I, we decided to go, and it was not a lot of people there. And so, but the, all the, the actors and everybody are still there. Kevin Nash was there and Hacksaw was there. 
so Kevin Nash was talking to somebody. <laughs> He's smiling. I think I've told you this story, but and then Hacksaw was uh, over there, and I went over there to talk to him, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say to Hacksaw, you know. So, but he was just like, "What's going on?" So did you did you uh, see the shows back in the day? He's smiling and everything. He's super nice, you know. Probably realized like, hey, this guy's nervous. I'll just talk to him. And he just sat there and talked to me as long as it could. I said, well, listen, I just wanted to come by and say hi. He said, well, I'm glad you did. You know, he's just a nice guy. Nobody was bothering us. I could have sit there and talk to him. He had probably had four hours left on his contract. He had to sit there. Mm -hmm. And then I went over there to try to say hey to Kevin Nash. And he was talking to some woman. And um, nobody's around, dude. It's just me. It's literally just me and some mm-hmm. woman that, that works there. And he's got some deep, some kind of deep conversation. He won't even look over there to say, hey. So ever since then, I've been, Kevin Nash is a douchebag. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you can't just look at me. I'm standing there. You know I'm some dude standing there just want to say, hey. Yeah. And then get back to your little stupid talk. You're over here at, a Miss, at a Panama City Beach Comic Con. It ain't like you got anything busy. You know, your career is pretty much done if you're over here at this thing, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so, Kevin but, Nash uh, anyway. has been known to be like that. Yeah, so I just walked off. I didn't even, I didn't even say anything to him. Like, dude, it, it ain't going to hurt my feelings, dude. I don't, I don't even really know who, what you did. I know so you're talk, the diesel. So before we jump into more talking about the Royal Rumble, it just makes me, you know, when you talk about that and mention that, it makes me think of the time when um, I don't know if you remember us having the fifth quarters after the football games at the either Baptist church or Methodist church there in oh, Forest. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And then um, w- w- the fifth, fifth quarter, quarter. F- at was um, going to be at the Baptist church, and uh, Ted DiBiase was going to come speak to us. Well, if anybody knows Ted DiBiase, he's actually from Mississippi. He's from, you know, what, 35, 40 minutes away from Forest. So he's yeah. not very far from where we grew up at. Um my aunt actually, you know, she was a, a nurse. She actually took care of one of his sons when he had pneumonia in the hospital. And, you know, she got to meet Ted when he was actually, you know, big time million dollar man at that time, not, you know, just some regular one. So that was, you know, kind of a cool thing. But he came to this fifth quarter to speak to us. And this was in the height of WCW NWO when he was like their manager, the, you know, basically the bankroller of the NWO. And so we were all thinking, oh, man, he's going to roll up in this million-dollar limo. He's going to roll up with the NWO and all this stuff. Man, he drives up in a regular old Lincoln Continental. Oh, well, hold on now. (laughs) That ain't no car to just shake a stick at. He he rolls up in a regular old Lincoln Continental. Those things are awesome. (laughs) I love love Lincoln Continental. And just in a regular old, you know, khakis and polo shirt, I think, if I remember correctly, just walked in normally. And and now, granted, amazing talk, you know, because he talked about wrestling, his career, how he, um, you know, turned to God and all of that. And it was a great story, a great listening to him but then he took the time to actually talk to us and that's where i was like oh wow ted DiBiase is a nice man which really is and he was telling us things oh you know telling us about how fake everything is but every once in a while people get (laughs) overzealous and hit each other in the matches and the funny thing is saying that is watching some of the stuff now you can see where people do get overzealous and do what's called shoot fighting or you know going past the fakeness and really getting rowdy one example recently was um Charlotte Flair and uh, uh, Nia Jax, they literally started like fist fighting in the ring. Like you could, they they were bloodied and everything. Like they they jacked each other up pretty bad. But um, it's just kind of funny seeing that stuff. Well, I got to tell you about 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 Ted DiBiase. You know, he actually ruined wrestling for me 
Like I really, I, I literally, that. I literally stopped. Didn't care. I, I wanted to keep watching it, <laughs> but he was there, and I asked him the question, like, "Hey, you know, do they plan this out from the beginning to the end, you know, or not?" Because that was what I liked about it. I thought, like a video game, right? I thought, <laughs> okay. They both got some energy that we don't see, and every move takes a little bit away, and then eventually, you know, they have it planned out that detail. They know who's going to win, but they have to kind of do that and make it make it equal. That ain't how it works at all. They go out there and just perform. He said some of the new guys do bell to bell, but the other guys just kind of make it up as they go, and that just killed it for me. Like, what? They're not even – they're just making this up as they go. Then that means mm-hmm. every move is completely worthless, you know, it's just yep. for show. And I, I literally did not. So I thought about somebody out there listening, start a wrestling show and have little energy bars, you know, <laughs> uh, on the screen, you know, That'd be so it, awesome. it would be so great because every move would matter then, you know, you saying anyway. that reminds me of the guy that streamed a UFC fight on Twitch and held a controller and act like he was playing it illegally uh, streaming funny. this UFC yeah, pay-per-view that. and it's just so funny it makes me think of that when you say like it, you funny. need to have those power energy bars in there so it's really funny but um, so I didn't like it after that man yeah no I, I get that like I mean it, it's kind of one of those things where you either like it or you don't and you understand its value there or not some people still believe that it's real even though they read the all the tabloids and all the dirt sheets is what they call them in the background stuff because I read the background stuff because I want to it's, it's interesting to me how the politics work behind the scenes and it's always that, that's an interesting thing to me how do they decide who's going to win how do they do that well depending on who you are is depending on how much pull you have in who wins what Undertaker is one that has pre- basically 100% creative control over every single match he does they don't tell him what what's going on or what he's going to do. He tells them what he's going to do. But he's earned it. He's the undertaker. I mean, that is like the cream of the crop there. Brock Lesnar's another one. And the reason why I brought, bring him up is because he did pull double duty at the most recent Royal Rumble that happened this past Saturday night, which is it's, this is the first time that I can think of that a pay-per-view has ever happened on a Saturday night, which was awesome. It was great. I liked that better than having it on a Sunday night. Only problem is, is they ran it till almost midnight. So I was like... Guys, come on now. Yeah, we got kids now. So, so I was like, oh watch this wrestling. Yeah, but um, so so Brock has has pretty much free creative control as well. But I mean, when you think about it too, Brock is a pretty big commodity. He's a guy that was a WWE heavyweight champion. Decided to say, no, nah, I'm done with this for a little bit. Back in the mid 2000s, said, you know what, I'm gonna go try out for football. So he goes to try out for the Vikings. The Vikings says, uh-uh, we ain't taking you. He's like, you know what? Well, fine. Then if you're not gonna take me, I'll go do MMA. He walks into MMA and starts beating oh, the fool out of the heavyweight champions, and he wins. And you know, he carries the heavyweight champion belt for a while. <laughs> I thought he had more fights under his belt. He actually only only has a record of five and three in MMA. You know, one of his first fights was against one of my favorite MMA fighters, Frank Mir. And Frank Mir actually beats him in that ma- in one of the matches in the first round by a, you know, knockout. Well, not a knockout, but by a submission, by ankle lock submission. And so I kind of thought it was funny because Brock Lesnar had fought Kurt Angle several times, you know, and Kurt Angle's move is the ankle lock. And, you know, Frank Mir made Brock Lesnar submit or tap to the ankle lock. So I thought, that, that thought yeah. it was just kind of funny irony there. But... You know, Brock Lesnar is just he's he's an amazing athlete. I, I've got to give him credit for that. He might not be the best person 
backstage area or whatnot. He's gotten better as he's gotten older, but he also carries more clout now, too. So um, just to start with just kind of going over. Well, let me cut it real real quick before you go, because you kind of because you kind of, you know, something like you're talking about, you know, the Undertaker doing his own matches and stuff. And a lot of that just comes from, you know, who is the best wrestler kind of controls. You know, if the guys out there like, uh, you know, Bret Hart talks about this all the time. Um, which he was a good one because he did it all his life. But, uh, you know, they would kind of, he, you know, they try to not hurt each other and all that. And if it's a new guy, he didn't really know, they kind of just say, hey, Brett, you know, you're going to be able to carry me. And he's like, of course, that's a testament to how good he is. He'd say, yeah, of course. And the thing that boggles my mind, though, you know, and I get it, the champion that Vince picks is going to have to have some pops, going to have to carry a crowd. He's going to have to do, uh, you know, just have that aura of a champion that keeps bringing in the dollars. And that's what it is. That's all it is. Who has the best character? Now, a lot of times they do pick their own character. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes Vince picked The Undertaker, for example. Vince created The Undertaker. That was not uh, Mean Mark, whatever his name was. It's uh, Undertaker's yeah. persona before. Callous Mark Calloway. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Cause Calloway. Because his real name is Mark Calloway. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, anyway, so they, they, they said, you know, hey, we're going to do The Undertaker, and you're going to be an Undertaker. He said, okay. He invited him to his house. And said, hey, we're seeing, you know, the West and the Undertakers, you're going to be that guy. And so anyway, um, so he invented that. But that, but of course, you know, he's been in the business a long time, so he learns. But the anyway, the point is, when they get to be champion, sometimes it seems to go to their head like they actually, you know, like my wrestling skill. Now, this part of it is that. But like a, a perfect example is Ultimate Warrior. He gets dogged on by all of these wrestlers as just this he clotheslines. He just clotheslines. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. But he just shows up. And it's like this crowd popper, you know, he just goes nuts and everybody loves him, but it's he can't aura. really wrestle that well. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, he just runs around and clothes lines and charges around like a, like a machine. And I remember I loved him back in the day, you know? Yeah. And then you had the, what was the, what was it? Uh, the Hulk Hogan and, um, and, uh, ultimate warriors tag team team name. Oh God. Was it that was the superpowers? Also- I think it was yeah, some ultimate oh ultimate powers or so. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, something was like it superpowers. Uh, superpowers might have been uh, Hogan and Macho. I can't remember that one off the oh, top of my head. A, I, and now you're making me. I'm making me have yeah, to look Google it, up. it real quick. But anyway, they just still they take offense to it when it's like, oh, I gotta give, I gotta drop the belt. I'm not gonna drop it after one match. Like, no, yeah, you are because I own the show and I'm the director of this whole saga. You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing how they don't think they need to drop the belt when when Vince tells them to. What's the, what's the name of the thing? Um, mega Powers. Mega Powers. Mega Powers, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the Mega well, Powers. This is about the, actually, the 80s, I'm right? So, I'm sorry. The Mega Powers is Hogan and Savage. I'm sorry. I don't oh. know why. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where? Ugh. No, they had to have a, some kind of thing like that. I thought it was something power. Maybe I'm getting it confused, too. I don't know. I, I don't I, I mean, they, 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 they were, you know. Hogan and they Ultimate for, They tag team for Warrior. a little bit. Tag th- team it wasn't name. Like a- Somebody else is looking this up too, all over. Oh yeah, Ultimate Maniacs. Okay, uh, no, maybe no. no that's so. that's that's the Ultimate and Macho Man. What the heck's going on here, man? I'm Mega tell- Powers is yeah. Let's see what you're you, saying. You, you know what's happening? It's the Mandela Effect again. I bet Mandela Effect. They probably never teamed up. What do you think? No, they, they probably teamed never. Up. They, they well, teamed no, we up remember them it. teaming up. Yeah, I do too. I remember I mean, that too. I, the, 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 he's but, in the list of the top fifty people that uh he's teamed with um well at least they didn't get that part of it, it looks like it looks like they made they only teamed for like a small encounter and that was it 
So, oh, man. Yeah, I guess I everybody's thinking Mega Powers was yeah. Hogan. Yeah, so anyway. So, yeah, but this isn't about this isn't about that, man. This is about the new... Are we talking about the new Royal Rumble here? Are we just talking about Royal Rumbles in general? We're going to talk about Royal Rumbles in general, but I just want to start with the, with the most recent it's Rumble since fun. it just I'm happened. Since it just happened. Well, I mean, so... This is what uh, so so Hollywood touched on something that's really important about wrestling is the booking or the determination of how things are going to happen. This Royal Rumble was complete chaos for that. Vince has in his old age has gotten beyond senile and decides to rewrite the shows literally up until the minute the show is starting. And that's what's happened with this Royal Rumble. He actually had rehearsals for the Royal Rumble, which now they have a men's and women's rumble. And he had rehearsals for both of them, changing the spots, everything about them completely. So basically threw the entire night into shambles. Even the first match of the night, which was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship, was rewritten several times. Um, at first, it was going to be Roman Reigns get a clean win over Seth Rollins, which I thought was a terrible idea. And then it ended up being the DQ finish where Rollins won by DQ, which is not that good either, but I kind of get the point of what they did there. They're trying to build Roman Reigns up to be the ultimate, ultimate bad guy. And he got a lot of heat that night for it because... Seth Rollins, um, Hollywood, I know you don't know much about this group, but this group recently that was here just uh, several years ago was called The Shield. They're kind of like the NWO 2.0. You know, really awesome. They did a great job together. It consisted of Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and people know him now in AEW as John Moxley, but he was Dean Ambrose in, WC- in WWE. See, look, I'm trying to say WCW now because – I'm sorry, NWO was just that that those times were just amazing. The, yeah, the Monday Night Wars was amazing. I'm sorry for anybody that did not get to live through that. That was the best wrestling ever. And it'll never happen again. You know, AEW's <laughs> trying to. They're not going to. They're just not. You can't. You just can't, you know. But anyways, beside that fact, when you have a match at the beginning of the night go a specific way it defined the whole night the rest of the way through because if Roman Reigns kept his belt because Brock Lesnar had a belt and their match that they're trying to work toward is a WrestleMania match between the two of them you knew how it was going to come out the rest of the night I looked over to my wife and said okay Brock Lesnar is going to lose his title match and then Brock Lesnar is either going to enter the Rumble as one of the last entrants or he's going to drill somebody as they're coming out, steal their spot and come into the rumble and win the rumble. Guess what happened? (laughs) Brock Lesnar lost his belt to Bobby Lashley by a sketchy way too. Roman Reigns came out and actually did his, and I hate this. He he did his, um, no, I think he just speared him. He might've just speared him, but Roman Reigns is a Superman punch. I think it's the most ridiculous finisher move ever. Ridiculous. What is Um, it? It's Superman punch. Have you not seen it in the MMA? Uh, I don't know. So, so basically, it's a jumping punch. Jump. It, yeah, it's just a running jump punch. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the most ridiculous. It's like the old ever. leg drop from Hogan. Oh god, yes, it's, it's worse than the leg drop from Hogan. Like I'd watch the leg drop from Hogan before. Uh, People get knocked Superman out because they get just Superman stupid. punched. Just stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry, that's the worst one. Now I will give him credit. He does have a guillotine choke that he does. 
as a alternate finisher. Now that one looks pretty awesome and it actually looks like it does do damage. So I give him credit for that and he's changed it up. So Roman Reigns is kind of like, he's kind of got the whole era or era of him like John Cena had, which John Cena, great person. He's like, he, he John Cena is the ultimate warrior of the most recent era of wrestling, although he's better than Ultimate Warrior. But See, he does but the, what's I, called the five moves of doom. He only does five. He only do five moves and that's it. You know, and when, when those are done, the match is over. It's just so funny. This this is the thing. So who wrestled? Who wrestled? You said, uh, who are you just talking about? I can't remember their names. Uh, just Bobby their name. Lashley. Bobby and, Lashley. And Bobby Lashley is actually well, a guy that went into MMA as well and had a great career okay. in MMA. Bobby Lashley, who else? And Brock Lesnar were wrestling Brock against Lesner, each other. Brock Lesnar, who else? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, who Seth else? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And who? anybody else that wrestled there that you can uh, think out of, of? Out of that group right there? Yeah, just well, name a couple more. Well, no, yeah, just I mean, a couple yeah, more people that were at the Rumble. Uh, I'm Paul, to a point. Paul Heyman, AJ okay. Styles, okay. Um, Randy Orton. Okay, so you hear these people's names. You know who we had? Dink the Clown, Undertaker, Coco Beware, Ultimate Warrior, Razor Ramon, Diesel, Mankind. This is, look at, this is the names of just normal people names versus these characters, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? I can't get into, oh, Randy Orton. I mean, okay, like it's just a normal guy's name, man. I mean, where's the characters? They all wear the well, stupid little spe- uh, Speedos into the ring. Now, the Speedos, yeah, I do agree, is terrible. But you know, Randy we don't have Orton, a million dollar pers- man. He's got the persona of the Viper, you know. I mean, that, that, so like it'd be called something cool, like, you know, Snake Charmer or something. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> well, Jake I- the Snake. You always have mixed it with something, you know, like. <laughs> I think what, yeah, what WWE evolved to. And devolved. What's, what's funny is, is. <laughs> Hollywood earlier called it WWF because back in the 90s, it was the WWF until they got sued by the World Wildlife Federation for the <laughs> WWF moniker. And so now they're WWE, so the World Wrestling Entertainment instead of World Wrestling Federation. So, yeah, just a little twist there and fun, yeah, fun, yeah. Little, a little fun fact. But, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, you, you they just are colorful, man. I mean, they were just, you know, we knew it's not real. We knew Undertaker's not popping up. You know, we know a guy's going in there with a clown suit and has a little mini me clown come out there with him. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> and mankind, <laughs> yeah, mankind comes out as mankind and you, dude love and like so, and so Mick he, Foley, <laughs> like so, three yeah, different so, characters. So, Everybody so, just so, accepted so, it. So, he's, so, so Hollywood mentions, you know, Mick Foley. So Mick Foley has four names he wrestles <laughs> under. Awesome. Four. He wrestles under Mick Foley. He wrestles under mankind. He wrestles under dude love, and he le- wrestles under Cactus Jack. Yeah, Four different personas. Who does that? And he just comes out, oh, well, that's the Mick Foley, but this time he's going to be Mankind yeah. and just walk around with the leather face mask and like, well, oh, sick, dude. So so Mick Foley actually holds a record of being the only person to be eliminated three times in one Royal Rumble because he came out as three, he came out as three personas. <laughs> and everybody just lets him go. It Nobody cares. Yeah, it, it was so laughs. fun. Because it was the it was the three they called it the three faces of Foley all the time and made a joke uh, out of it. Hilarious. So and and something just to the side too, um, there's a guy named Terry Funk that was a wrestler yeah. and he teamed with Cactus Jack with his alternate persona, which was Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> yeah, this is so, awesome. Man. So I mean they had crazy names and crazy things in there. I mean, so Kane. When he first came out, he yeah. wasn't Kane. He was Di- Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS. Yeah. He played a deranged dentist. And a fun fact about yes. that is he actually went 
to a dentist and got his teeth stained so he could play the part better as a deranged dentist. <laughs> so he got his teeth permanently stained yeah. to look bad, played Dr. Isaac Yankum for like a year, and then became the great, amazing wrestler we all know as Kane. I mean... I'm sorry, like, he's got a career like Undertaker there. He's just amazing wrestler. Yeah, and he comes out with a metal mask on. They still could beat him up. But it, you know, the me- how are you going to punch somebody that has a metal face mask <laughs> on? And then you got Erwin R. Scheister, the oh, IRS, IRS, come out and wear <laughs> a suit. You know, and then you got Boss Man who needed to take some time off. So remember this. I remember this so oh, yeah. brutally. They had this convict run out named nails in an orange jumpsuit and just murder this cat like beat him down so vicious like a convict would you know it's out of the blue like who's this guy would come out it must be some guy he arrested you know like and sergeant slaughter man anyway we get we'll get to the 80s and 90s it's so it's so funny that that's what sticks out to me well it's so funny that you bring up boss man and i just want to bring this out he actually is a part of one of the most notorious scenes in wrestling ever when he fought the undertaker the undertaker beat him and then actually hung him in the cage oh in a cage it was an insane just crazy thing oh man I don't, I don't even think you can i mean you might can find it on youtube now but it was something that they quit showing because it was just very very graphic it was just that that's how that's the depths of what wwe went to to beat wcw during the monday night wars and all of that through the late 90s early 2000s it was crazy the things they did during that time but let's jump back over to the royal rumble since we've gotten way off track there but royal rumble this past saturday night probably in the past you know Seven, eight Royal Rumbles, probably worst Royal Rumble ever. Probably one of the Royal, worst Royal Rumbles ever, period, with the exception of, I think, like, maybe, like, I think it was, like, the 95 Rumble that was, like, less than 30 minutes. It's the shortest Royal uh, Rumble really? in history. Insane. Yokozuna's? No, that was Michael's right? first one, because yeah. Michael's won back-to-back 95-96. And it, I want to say that it went... It might have went over 30 minutes, but it was under 40 minutes. No other rumble has ever yeah. been that short. You know, it's just it was just ridiculous how short they made it. Most of them go pretty long because Iron Man in there. The, the Iron right. Man is that they, right. they named the guy that's lasted the longest in there. Well, this past Sunday, they hold a record for one of the shortest Iron Men ever at only 29 minutes in the entire rumble. Most of the time, some of these Iron Men are going an hour to hour and 15 minutes or more in these things. You know, it's crazy to think that this, this is here. Like Bob Backlund in 93 (laughs) lasted an hour and a minute. I remember that. (laughs) Backlund was in there, dude. He had to be like 40 something, late forties. Oh yeah. He was so old in it. You know, Bob Backlund, you know, held, held the title for an extremely long time. And he, he lost it to, um, uh, Kevin Nash, which would have been Diesel in WWE, at a what they call a live event or a um, how oh, what do they call it? Uh, they got another name for him, but basically untelevised event. He uh, Kevin Nash or Diesel beat him in like eight seconds for the title oh, at a live event that wasn't even televised for the title. It's insane. I don't know why they did it. I never read deep in that. You know, Vince McMahon in '99 lasted 56 minutes in the Royal Rumble. It's insane. I mean, just crazy things like this. You know, one that people that, but one person that people don't talk about much in wrestling just because of the controversy behind what happened to his demise, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, 
I was one of my favorite wrestlers. And I found out, you know, when all that stuff happened in what the mid 2000s mm-hmm. with him and his family, it was a terrible tragedy, but it shined a light on how bad steroids are. They really mess with you. Don't take steroids, kids. Yeah. But um, I mean, you just got things like that. Chris Jericho, that's another one that yeah, that's one that yeah. Hollywood actually does remember because oh, he yeah, was from WCW. You know, Chris Jericho is still wrestling now. He wrestles in AEW and he actually, you know, he's actually a lead singer of a band called Fozzie, too. So that's another interesting yeah, fact. I've read his book. He's uh, um, I thought he I just surprised he's still doing it. He had hurt his back yep. back in the day. And he tried to they said, once you do surgery, you um you know, you'll be fine, but you have to fuse it together. And they're thinking, no, no, no. He tried to wrestle through it. He couldn't. And he was about to do the surgery. And Diamond Dallas Page hit him up and said, here, I got some um, I got some yoga for you. And he started doing that yoga, and it cured it, dude. And so, and not only did he say it cured his back, but it made him perform better in everything. Mm-hmm. So, got to get that yoga, man, look, whatever D- that is. Look, DDP yoga has helped a lot of former wrestlers. Scott Hall was a classic case of drug and alcohol abuse and of course it didn't get him back into shape but it got him healthy it got him back on the wagon to where he's not drugging and alcohol and all the time you know um it's yeah. helped jake the snake roberts although jake the snake's got other issues but you know right. it's, it's helped them a lot so you know i give credit to diamond dallas page and the funny thing is diamond dallas page didn't start wrestling until he was in his 40s you know, yeah, so he's, he's an old, old dude yeah. now. He's like in his 60s doing this DDP yoga. It still looks in great shape. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Another person that's still wrestling somewhat to this day, Sting. Sting is what, 62, if I'm not oh mistaken. Steve Borden. And he actually did a like off the top rope through a table move just recently. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're too old to do that. You're going to break a hip, you know, and just kind of crazy things like that. So yeah, sorry for getting, 62. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Sorry. Diamond Dallas is 65. Yeah. Sorry for getting way off the topic there. But I mean, it's just wrestling's just so much fun to me because of all the craziness that's around it and all the different things there. But um, Royal Rumble is probably one of my actual favorite events because it's just so much action, usually in a Royal Rumble excluding the 2022 Royal Rumble that just happened, you have all of these surprise entrants. Um, in 2019, I think, or was it 2020? I- I'm not sure exactly which one, but Edge came back. This is the coolest wow. entrance that I've ever seen from somebody because it was complete surprise. Nobody knew it. And I'm talking about, you're talking about a pop from the crowd. You would have thought that the Mega Powers and Andre the Giant just walked out together for the first time ever. And that's how <laughs> crazy of a pop it was with both Macho Man and Andre being dead right now. I mean, it's just, it, that's the type of insanity it was. And Say. it was so awesome because, like, once he jumps, because he's got this kind of smoke that kind of clouds up the the entrance door uh, for his um, his whole entrance, whatever you want to call it, show or whatnot. And so as soon as he gets to that smoke, you see the emotion on his face because this is the first time he's wrestled in, like, eight. 10 years, something like that, somewhere in that, that range, because he went out because of a neck injury. And um, it, it, it was just awesome to see the emotion is what I'm getting at, because you actually saw him break character 
and, and almost start crying as he hears this cheer and roar. And dude comes back and he's like in 10 times better shape than he's ever been in. Like <laughs> Edge did not have a six pack when he was wrestling. Now the dude's ripped up and everything. It looks great. And I'm excited. He's back. It's been great seeing him wrestle him and his wife. He's married to Beth Phoenix, which is another amazing wrestler. Um, they actually wrestled at the Royal Rumble, and that's why I'm talking about them, because it was just – it was awesome seeing them wrestle and seeing Beth Phoenix get back in the ring. She's an extremely talented woman, and you need to check her out um, if hey, you can. I'm checking out these wrestlers. people as you're, as you're so, talking about. I know. I remember Edge, but – So let's get into um, – and I know we're like already at 48 minutes, but let's get into a little bit of the rumbles that happened here. Um, I'm going to talk about the men's first because it's the least exciting um, so there was actually almost no surprises in the men's Royal Rumble. Literally no surprises. If you don't count Brock Lesnar coming in at number 30 as a surprise. Yes, you had Shane McMahon and you had Bad Bunny, which Bad Bunny is actually a... Um, it's just a, not a, just a regular I, name. I forget. I forget. Well, he's not even a wrestler. That's the thing. Oh. He's a ra- he's <laughs> a right. rapper, and I forget if he's <laughs> Colombian or whatnot, but he's, he's, you know... Uh, he's a Central South American rapper. A Puerto and Rican rapper. Puerto Rican, that's what it was. Yeah. And so um, the reason why he got to come in is because he actually had a song that he um, called Booker T. So at like one of the just past Royal Rumbles, he actually came out singing that song and Booker T, the wrestler, stood there in this like in his camo. Remember, um, oh gosh, what was, what was Booker T's military... Oh, gosh, I cannot remember his military persona. But anyways, this is basically in his military persona. He's just standing there the whole time while <laughs> Bad Bunny's rapping in Spanish the entire song. So you don't understand a single word he's saying unless you speak Spanish. And everybody thinks it's so awesome. And I'm just like, no, no, no. And then, of course, Bad Bunny had a match at WrestleMania that following that you know that you know, following that Royal Rumble that year. And everybody's like, oh, he did so great. And I was like, look, I'll give the guy credit for you know, all the training that he did, but the move, the awesome move that he pulled off, it's none of him. It's called, if you look it up, you can look up the move. It's called a Canadian destroyer. It's basically where the guy, you know, the guy that's going to do the move has the other guy bent over with his head, with the dude's head between his legs. And he's basically standing over his back and he goes to do a flip over and to a, quasi oh gosh what's that called um pile driver well the whole thing is is the guy that's actually getting the move done to him is doing a backflip to do it so the guy's got to carry the other so the guy's get that's getting the move done to him has got to carry the other guy just like hollywood was talking about earlier how people are so talented yeah. they carry him this is a move that's 100 carried by the person getting the move done to them you know and everybody's like oh he did that move i'm like dude one, he did the move on John Morrison, one of the most prolific parkour wrestlers ever. And you think that John Morrison didn't do that move? John Morrison did that backflip. It's a backflip. You look at it and see it's 100% full John Morrison doing a backflip. And so I'm just, it makes me mad that people thought that that was just so amazing. But, you know, just to speak of that, though, this is how bad the Royal Rumble was. In the final four, you had Shane McMahon, Bad Bunny. <laughs> That's oh, yes. Yeah, I kind of like it now. 
Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. And and um Bad Drew McIntyre, which I I really do like Drew McIntyre. He's a he's a really good wrestler. He puts on a good show. And then Brock Lesnar. You knew that outcome as soon as you yeah. saw that their final four was. You knew that outcome because they're not going to let Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar after he's already beat Brock Lesnar. One, he knocked him out of the um, 20. It might have been the 2020 Rumble that he knocked him out of. Um, Was it 2020? Yeah, 2020 was when we had bad COVID. It was when COVID really hit. Because yeah. the 2020 uh, WrestleMania was the one that had absolutely nobody in attendance that they did. And then, of course, at the 2020 WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar for the belt. They're not going to let Drew McIntyre beat him again, especially with how much money they're paying Brock Lesnar right now. And Brock Lesnar said, no, I'm winning the Rumble. And so it was Brock Lesnar's second time to win a Royal Rumble as well, too. So he won it back in um, 2003. So... Um, yeah, it was just it's overall a terrible Royal Rumble for the men because you had people like AJ Styles, um, Matt Riddle, and I don't too much care for Matt Riddle, but he's actually growing on me as a actually wrestling talent. He's actually really good. But when you give people big names like Randy Orton, and he only lasts in the Rumble for less than five minutes, and it happened in St. Louis at Rand, uh, Randy Orton's hometown... <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It was just really bad. And so I understand why people hated on it. Now, flipping over to the women's rumble, you had a well, lot. Well, you're talking about these names, and I don't. I didn't watch the rumble. I had to <laughs> keep up with it all. But it just sounds so, you know, compared to like you're talking about Booker T. You know, Booker T was an awesome personality, and he had a, he was a he was a, a tag team wrestler with somebody else, I think, for a while. It was with but, his brothers for with his brother yeah. for Harlem Heat. I cannot remember yeah, his Harlem brother's Heat. name. I cannot remember his brother's name right now at all. Oh my gosh! But then he came out with Stevie Sergeant, Ray. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. He came out with Sergeant Slaughter. I just read this on Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. his military persona name was GI Bro. That's what it was, GI Bro. <laughs> GI Bro. <laughs> I mean, you got a name GI Bro. It was I mean, so dude, awesome how much fun that. is that to to win? You want GI Bro to win? You know, like I don't want, uh, you know. I don't know, man. I can't even think of it. See, I can't even remember their names, you know, so, besides Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar, just because I know that they're the two. Randy Orton, the only reason I know Randy Orton is because of that. Does it DD, DDP or what's he call it? What's this? Oh, RK, his, RKO? His, his RKO that's it's like RKO pretty that much is a, uh, a diamond a cutter. It's yeah, a, it just it's comes a diamond out. Cutter. People put him on like these uh, memes are just where it, Somebody falls now, whenever he comes out and does RKO at him, and that's the only way I know Randy Orton. Now, now, it, now, I will say there is some justification behind the RKO out of nowhere. If you go and watch this videos of the RKO out of nowhere, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I know Randy Orton. Well, I, just I know because that's of what that. I'm saying because of that meme. Yeah. But he actually, yeah. actually, before he started RKOing people out of nowhere, where it's like <laughs> random people, like you know, <laughs> that is pretty, funny. which is hilarious. He was actually you can doing try not it. to laugh, but you'll laugh. He was actually doing it in the wrestling ring really well. Um, one guy, uh, Matt Seidel, Matt uh, Matt Bourne, it, it's Again, a good couple names. names. He was doing a um, a shooting star press, which is a um, what we called a gainer back in the day. That yeah. forward front flip or that front yeah. forward back flip kind of move. 
and he actually RKO'd the guy out of that move. You know, one of the mo- one of the coolest ever looking RKOs ever. You get RKO out of nothing, out of anything. But, but, but yeah, fun. he was he was really doing. He he really does do the quote unquote RK out of nowhere to people there, and he was doing yeah. that before the meme got big. But the meme just made it stupid, like it's been yeah, crazy. Course. But it's awesome. But I, I do want to point this out. So. Hollywood was making a point of how bland the names are yes. now versus back then. Let me read to you a couple of the winners from the time frame he was from the time frame Hollywood was watching, so you yes. can understand this. You're gonna laugh because it's so gonna good. almost contradict what you're saying. The winners, okay. Yeah. So '95 and '96, Shawn Michaels, regular old name. What was his What was his name though, Shawn? Uh the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels. Heartbreak Kid, yep. Heartbreak Kid. But that was kid. kind of his moniker. You had right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, see that? No, I oh. didn't watch when he was winning. I did, that was Attitude Era. That was more WCW for yeah, me. Yeah, you were in WCW. But this is just for, you know, since we're in, in this thing. Vince McMahon. The yeah, Rock. I never watched him wrestler. Well, I never Vin, watched him. And you have Triple H. Uh, yeah, I remember him. He was Turner Hurst Helmsley. And, and, Bro- and Brock Lesnar. And See, then, that's, that's after my time. Yeah, this is getting into 2002, 2003. 2003 was Brock Lesnar. But those are just like from that like that 95 era to that 2003, 2004 era. Most of the winners had plain old regular names. They didn't but have they, uh, the fancy. You you had you, They had their... It don't matter if they won. Name, I'm just name. talking about... I mean, you had oh, Coco Beware I, throw I, magic pixie dust in, in somebody's eyes well, and they would like you, freak you had, out. And it, it's just so good, well, I mean, man. Well, I, 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 I agree with you. I loved the yeah. crazy names because one of my favorite ones, the Boogeyman. He was hilarious. Dude, this guy was like a 40-year-old wrestler missing his front teeth. Had, would come out completely painted, but dude was swole. He was Jack. Would come out to this like deranged Boogeyman because he's like, I'm the boogeyman. I'm going to come and get you. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he ate worms. Like, oh, he would yeah. eat handfuls of, like, real, like, earthworms. Like, That's just a show, crazy. Man. He was doing crazy stuff like that. Edge was a part of a group called The Brood. Oh, I loved them. And he would They're do... vampires. And, and, yeah, they were, quote-unquote, vampires. And they would do things called the, called the Brood Bath, where they would dump this blood-looking substance onto the people in the ring. Edge actually still does that. He actually did that to his opponents a couple weeks ago um, that they fought, that him and his wife fought at uh, Royal Rumble, um, Miz and Maurice. Um, the funny thing, and Hollywood, you probably don't know much about The Miz, but The Miz is actually a guy that used to be on either Road Rules or The Real World. I know you remember those two shows. Yeah, That's I remember from, those shows. And he was actually on those shows, and he had, and he would do the row rules versus real world challenge, all that, and it was through all of that stuff of the beginning of it that made it big. And he had this quote unquote, his name is Mike Mizanin, and he had this alternate persona on there called the Miz, and that's how he used that stage to break into wrestling. And actually, he's, he's not a great wrestler, but he's entertaining. He does, you know, he's very entertaining. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was at one point they had a big tall guy from like the Congo or something. I mean, he was like a Latino looking guy. And remember, he had a uh, he had this bodysuit on, like he was just this big giant Gonzalez. Yeah, like he was just this big, the giant G- Gonzalez. He was like this big, uh, uh, what do you call it, Bigfoot type of guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in this weird suit, and everybody's just is kind of like, well, I mean, whatever. Let's see what they do with him, you know. It was just, and maybe it's just because I was a kid, you know, I'm the young, early teenagers, and I was just like, this is amazing, you know? But it was just nothing better than Undertaker getting whooped down, and then here comes Paul Bear, ooh, ooh, 
Undertaker. And all of a sudden, he just sits up. You're like, ah, you can't beat him. Nobody could beat Undertaker. You that know? was so great. And Undertaker, one of his last matches was with uh, one of my personal favorite wrestlers right now. And it was one of the uh, theatrical matches because, you know, with uh, COVID these past couple of years, they've been able to do a little more theatrics because they can do different locations and all that since they don't have actual people there. And he did a match with AJ Styles, and I thought it was a really great way to kind of end Undertaker's career because that's one of his last big matches. And... AJ Styles is a phenomenal wrestler. The reason why his nickname or moniker is the phenomenal one, he flat out fits that 100% to a T. Dude is an amazing workhorse. He deserves a title run before he gets put out. I know I'm just kind of more or less promoting AJ Styles now, but that's how much he, that's how awesome he is. Um, but go check him out, Hollywood. You definitely need to check him out. I think you would like his wrestling style because he just has that kind of smash mouth. Reminds me kind of the old school stuff of where he'd do whatever move he can think of to beat the fool out of you. You know, he does all yeah. kinds of creative stuff in the ring. Well, so. I just, I, you know, Attitude Error, like, I know you're not talking, I'm just jumping back. Oh, you're here, fine. You're with fine. Stone Cold, everybody was either like Attitude Error, WWF, or w, it might have been WD, whatever it was at that time. I think it was WWF because I always it thought WWF. it was when they merged. Yeah, and so, uh, but WCW had the NWO and all that Hollywood Hogan, which make perfect sense because he was trying to do movies. Like, oh, he's gotten all blown up ego and all this. So he's a bad guy in WCW. But, you know, Steve Austin, I remember The Rock, you're talking about. I never watched it, but I knew The Rock. You know, I heard is his name. I've heard of Stone Cold Steve Austin's name. And then all the other guys that were always off on the you, back. But You actually watched steve austin when he was actually in wcw he was actually in wcw and ecw before he came into wwe he was stunning steve austin in wcw and i think he carried that moniker over to ecw which he was only in ecw for a short time but he did all that before he came to wwe because everybody knows him from wwe but doesn't realize that he actually went through all of those phase phases there where was his uh Somehow I know his story about how he turned into uh, turned into Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I can't remember. Oh, I guess I think I saw it on YouTube, where he just shaved his head and he grew that goatee. He looked yeah. mean, and he just decided to do it. Um, and he uh, all those big John three or he he had a moniker uh, when he first came into WWE called the Ringmaster, and he was actually partnered with the Million Dollar Man, and he was given the Million Dollar Belt um, during that time. And I want to say the cutover happened. I don't remember what year it was, but it was the year that he won the King of the Ring because that was the year that he said that um, Stone that says uh, Austin three sixteen says I just whipped your yeah. tail. You know, of course yeah. he used a different word, but you know I'm trying to keep it clean here. So yeah. you know that was the that was where it turned for Steve Austin to become Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the ringmaster for a while, which was a terrible gimmick for him. But that's <laughs> when he shaved his head was when he was a ringmaster. Cause when he came into WC or WWE is when he shaved his head. Cause he wanted to try to get rid of that whole long hair, blonde, well, long, hair, long blonde hair. Because if you look, look at all of the late eighties, early nineties wrestlers, they all had long blonde hair oh, flocked yeah. and everything. Uh, triple H had it. Ric Flair had it. Um, Sting never had it. He had the long black hair, but when he had the short, short blonde hair, yeah. you know, he was that surfer Cali kind of guy. Um, you, well, you you had, just, I always had these blonde haired wrestlers. You know, Barry Windham and just so many. Marty Jannetty and uh, yep. Shawn Michaels as the Rockers way yep. back. And that was, we loved him. That we were, I was really young when watching the Rockers come out. You wanted oh, to yes. be a rocker, dude. I mean, that was a perfect thing. 
And of course they broke off, but you know, but Marty Jannetty <laughs> hung out for a little while. They broke out when Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the glass window. I loved that. That's like one of the, that's a great oh yeah. That's a yeah. great piece of wrestling history. If you ever want to see an awesome piece of wrestling history, go back and look at that. That's hilarious. And then one, it's not hilarious. It's just great. It's just a great piece of storytelling that whole time frame. To contradict that, a terrible time in wrestling that was hilarious was the Taskmaster. Go look up the Taskmaster. He's got this shiny, <laughs> sparkly um, Stormtrooper helmet. And it's just, he has this whole terrible scene. It's just so hilarious. Go check that out, too. But yeah. um, jumping back real quick over to the Women's Royal Rumble. It had a lot of great surprises in it. Um, Molly Holly came out. She was an old school wrestler. Ivory, uh, she came out in her, um, oh gosh, right to censor kind of thing where she's coming out telling everybody that, you know, her her persona back then, it was in 1999 that they did right to censor, if I'm not mistaken, uh, would, would basically put everybody down for the whole attitude era that was going on. Basically, you're... Just you should be ashamed of yourself showing so much skin and this kind of stuff. She'd throw towels on people back in the nineties or whatnot. The, uh, well, ninety nine to two thousand, she'd throw towels on people to cover them up and all that kind of stuff like that. Seeing that Lita came back, that she did a great job. I thought that was an awesome one. You actually had the first time that say so, so. This is a term that Hollywood probably doesn't know yet, but I'm gonna introduce them to it. It's called the Forbidden Door. So what the Forbidden Door is is when you have a wrestler in one promotion come over and wrestle in another promotion. Hmm. And WWE doesn't allow that to happen. They don't allow their wrestlers to go do independent shows in nothing like that unless you're a top dog. If you're a Undertaker or AJ Styles or somebody like that that want to go do that, then yeah, you can go do that because you know I'm not going to stop you because you're making me too much money right now. That's just going to make me more money. But they don't allow their wrestlers to do independent shows. Well, AEW and TNA had had a thing where they really had a big forbidden door where an actual AEW wrestler won the TNA World Heavyweight title and was taking it back and forth between the shows. It's a pretty good um, storyline there. Go check that out. It was with a guy named Kenny Omega. And Hollywood, you'd love Kenny Omega because when he comes out to the ring in ring gear, he actually came out one time in ring gear that was like Trials of Osiris from Destiny ring gear. <laughs> and he does Jeez. stuff like that. He's, he's a character. He does really good when yeah, he like does characters. stuff like that. So, um, but the the big scar on the women's Royal Rumble was the fact of Ronda Rousey. The minute that Ronda Rousey came out, the Royal Rumble was over. Everybody should have just jumped out of the ring because everybody knows what's going to happen. They want to have a Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey match at, Royal, at, at WrestleMania. So, of course... Ronda Rousey won WrestleMania. I mean, won the Royal Rumble. And I looked at, I looked over at my wife, too. As soon as I heard Ronda Rousey come out, I'm like, there's your winner right there. It's over. And I was like, book it. And she's <laughs> like, how do you know this? I'm like, Ronda Rousey doesn't come back in a Royal Rumble at, you know, in the upper 20s. And I'll, I'll talk about that in just a second about, you know, positions and all that to not win. It's Ronda Rousey, you know, the most prolific woman's UFC fighter of her time because Amanda Nunes, I'm sorry, she's, she's killer. <laughs> that, that, that woman's amazing. But, you know, she's a, she was an amazing <laughs> MMA fighter. I'm sorry, MMA fighters don't bridge over as well as wrestlers going to MMA. 
Yeah. We have two examples of amazing ones. Bobby Lashley that I mentioned earlier, his MMA record is an astounding 15 and 2. You know, Jeez, that's amazing. Dude. He beat the fool out of some people. He only lost twice. Brock Lesnar lost three times, but he only had five wins. He only wrestled eight matches altogether. Bobby Lashley professionally, you know, did 17 MMA fights and only lost two of them. That's a, that's insane. You know, some of the greats don't have that type of record. You know, it's just crazy. So yeah, there's a lot of showmanship in the, you know you, what I'm saying? You can't just be a good fighter. No. And then all of a sudden. No, uh, you know. Matt, Matt Riddle so far is the only one that has transitioned from MMA to WWE and done well. Daniel Pewter was one of the first ones. Totally went terrible. Totally went south. Yeah. You know, but for some reason, if you have showmanship and you actually can fight, you can transition into oh, yeah. MMA from wrestling. CM Punk is an example of how not to do it. CM Punk wanted to do MMA and he got smoked both MMA matches that he did and UFC pulled his contract quick and said, this is a joke. You know, it was all for just, you know, his ego. That's all it was. I'm sorry. I loved CM Punk before he left WWE, but after he left WWE and started doing his stuff that he does, I, I just, I, I don't have anything for him. So, hmm. but women's match, uh, Women's Royal Rumble ended up with Ronda Rousey winning. It's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. It's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't know what the other title matches are going to be yet. I haven't seen them play out. The next pay-per-view is called the Elimination Chamber, but they're changing the name a little bit of that. They're not going to call it the Elimination Chamber because it's actually going to be in Saudi Arabia, and so they're going to kind of, you know, PG it up. So I don't know what they're going to call that. But... Just some interesting facts. Let me see if I can get down to this one fact. It was about the um, positions. So most people think that if you're in um, position 30, you're going to win. Well, until this past Rumble, it was actually not one of the best ones. But after this Rumble, it now is tied for first place with, I think, position 27. I can't find my notes on that one i'm sorry guys but um yeah it's like 27 or 28 actually had the best win for position so you always wanted to be in those higher 20s like from 21 to 30 has produced 25 or 26 winners uh one to 10 has actually produced more winners than 11 to 20 so hmm. i want to say 11 to 20 is only produced here we go so um, 1 to 10 has produced 10 winners, and 11 to 20 has only produced 7 winners, and 21 to 30 has produced 25 winners. So you want to be in one of those positions there. Um, Steve Austin holds the record for the most Royal Rumble victories. He's won it three times. Um, eight people have run it twice. Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Batista, Triple H, Randy Orton, Edge, and now Brock Lesnar. Um, 27, 28, and 30 are the luckiest numbers with the most Royal Rumble wins at four. But number one and number 24 have three winners apiece. So there have been three times that somebody has gone the distance of being in from number one to being the last man standing. That's amazing. <laughs> Batiste is the only person to win it from the same spot twice. Every time he's the two times he's won, he's won it from number 28. So that's kind of odd. And then um, 2007, 2008 is the only time the same number one succession, number 31 in both 2007 and 2008. 
So just some cool fun facts there. Um, there's been one Royal Rumble that actually had 40 wrestlers in it. And there's been another one that was called the Greatest Royal Rumble, which actually wasn't at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It was at a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. And they had 50 wrestlers in that one. So those kind of skew the numbers a little bit just because of, you know, having 40 and 50 wrestlers in there. But, you know, they did this. I like this list that I pulled up to, you know, fact check myself. Um, They kind of averaged it out to where it would balance and say, you know, if 40, 50 was you know averaged down to actual 30 wrestlers this is what it would have been so yeah um but i mean there's just it's crazy how awesome the royal rumble is like i said earlier one of my favorite matches because it usually has great surprises great props um aj styles made his debut into wwe in 2016 in the royal rumble and i'm talking about dude he he popped the roof off i mean i i fanboyed like crazy when that happened because i've been i started following him for a while i got to do a shout out to my cousin kevin king he actually introduced me to aj styles via tna back in the day so like in the early 2000s when tna was coming out aj styles is actually a product of tna and then he went to new japan where he formed uh, a group there called the bullet club and we'll talk about more of that you know in, in the upcoming episodes, but I mean, just, just amazing things happen in the Royal Rumble. This Royal Rumble was very sad because you didn't have any amazing things happen. And like I said, from the first match to the end, once that first match finished, you knew exactly how the rest of the night was going. I mean, literally I was telling my wife, this one's going to win. This one's going to win. This one's going to win. And she said, you know what? I was like all based off that first match. I got a fun fact for you. All right. Well, give me a fun fact. See if you get it. This man holds the record for total eliminations 46 he holds the most he hold he, he held a record i'll give you the dates 2021 I, I or, excuse you, me. i can tell you both of his names 2001 with oh, so let the people play then so 2001 record for 11 eliminations in a single rumble match but he never won a royal rumble actually he does not hold the record for the most eliminations in the no. match that's been it changed. Was, it lasted forever. It lasted like 13 oh, yeah, years it lasted or something. for a long time until um, Brock Lesnar did it uh, in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, and eliminated 13. But his first elimination came as Dr. Isaac Yankum. And he eliminated one person as Dr. Isaac Yankum. He eliminated the other 45 as Kane. Yep. As Kane. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, and this other man... Kane's one of my favorite wrestlers, so it'll be hard to yeah. get, get me on a, <laughs> a fact about Kane. This man participated, very, very, uh, very uh, renowned superstar WWE, participated in six Royal Rumbles, and you would expect him to win, has never won one either. There's only been... Yeah, well, so, I don't say that. Uh, he came close in 93... But he was eliminated by Yokozuna. Was that Bret Hart? No, yeah. Bret Hart. Bret Hart won the what ninety four one, right? Yeah, he 94-1. only won one with uh with this tied with Lex Luger. That's the only one he ever won. It's funny because like this list here has Diesel and Lex Luger as the ninety four winners. So this one yeah. has an error in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that man is Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho never man, won that's one. right. Yeah, Macho Man Randy. It's crazy. And he got close with Yokozuna. Everybody wanted him to win, they thought for sure, and he got eliminated yep. by Yokozuna. He's like, yeah, oh, I remember that. I do, too. 
Yeah, so. Macho, Macho Man was a, an amazing wrestler. Guys, if you can go back and look up stuff about him, go look up stuff about him. I mean, he's he's just phenomenal. He's so awesome that people try to emulate him all the time. Jay Lethal uh, in TNA did a... Um, it started out as a parody, but ended up actually being a really good character that he played. He played a Macho Man-esque character, Jay Lethal did. So... Go check that one out, Hollywood. That's something else that you would, you know, enjoy because he came out yeah. with all tassels, the whole Macho Man thing. He did oh, Macho Man awesome. all the way. Jay Lethal, not one of the best wrestlers, but dude, he is phenomenal on the mic. He's phenomenal doing impersonations of wrestlers, and he did a great job with Macho Man. I really think that if Macho Man would have been alive during all of that, he would have said, dude, that's amazing. That's great. Um, did you know, <laughs> though, Macho Man actually wrestled spider-man in one of the movies like a what one of the newest what no what, one like of the spider-man movies the, it yeah, was the, the day, sam raimi yeah, sam raimi movies no it wasn't toby mcgrower it was the uh, sam raimi movies it was uh, toby mcgrower i'm sorry i'm trying to call up the, the i'm thinking of andrew garfield when i said that yeah you're right it was toby mcgrower yeah. it was in the very first spider-man oh i don't remember yeah what was his he, uh he came out remember that was when um, Spider-Man was wrestling for money. Oh, and he yeah. Had that, had that terrible <laughs> made-up suit, and he was wrestling yeah. um, people, and he was wrestling the Macho Man. Well, he was supposed to come out and get in the car with Uncle Ben, and that's when Uncle Ben died. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But that's just an interesting fact. Macho Man, you know, had little spots like that and things like that. So, um, Bone Saw McGraw. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, dude. Yeah. So, um, it's that's really cool. That's a good cool. name. Um, yeah, I, 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 I get sad thinking about Macho Man because, you know, he died of a heart attack in a car wreck. You know, he yeah, had a heart attack awesome and then wrecked into a tree. I mean, he's just an amazing wrestler. He was actually a really great person, too. Everybody said he was really nice and all that. So, Well, they have these personalities. And I remember listening to Bill. Oh, well, let me just throw this little joke out there. But this, is, this actually happened. But Bill Burr um, was talking to somebody and they were talking about Ric Flair. And they're talking about how Ric Flair. So my friend said, my friend, a uh, friend of mine said he saw Ric Flair just recently at the airport. And I said, how do he look? And he just like, dude, I mean, I mean, what do you think, man? He looked terrible, but he's all these, he's just an old man, you know, he's got all these gold rings and gold, oh, yeah. you know, he's just doing his character. That's who he is. And, um, and so they're talking about him on, um, Bill, uh, Bill Burr's, uh, show or something. And they said, did you see how, Rick Flair, how uh, Rick Flair was talking about, you know, do, committing adultery, like right in front of his wife on his thing, and he didn't, she didn't even care. I mean, like, you know, what? Why does she not care so much? And then Bill Burr's like, probably the time, probably the five thousandth time somebody said she married Rick Flair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this guy wears these knee high boots and platinum blonde hair running around. I mean, you think he's just going to go to farmers market? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's it's Ric Flair. I mean, these guys live this personality sometimes, and uh, you know, some you know, but uh, Rick Flair is Rick Flair. Got, is Rick Flair. No, <laughs> you yeah, know? Rick, Rick Flair got called Macho up. Macho Man it, is Macho Man. You and know? he, um, you know, Rick, Rick Flair got is just to the point where he's Rick Flair. Um, I don't know any way other or what to say it. I mean, yeah. basically got tied up in the persona is so much that the persona became him. And yeah. I mean, that's what he is now. Um, but yeah, go to go look up a picture when you get a chance of Ric Flair in the eighties and look up a picture of Ric Flair. Now 
two different people <laughs> looks completely different two different people it, it's gonna scare you oh, the, gosh, the comparison yeah. because i mean he is in bad shape now um he's had a couple of heart condition issues i mean heck even triple h recently had a, a cardiac issue and was put oh, in the hospital sure, for a while i mean put their the, bodies through i mean everything they put their bodies stuff. through a lot of these older wrestlers too did use steroids in some form or fact you can tell oh, by right. the way they looked and steroids will wreak yeah, havoc they don't on try your to heart. hide it i mean no they didn't back then now they do a little bit more but it's starting to get back to where you're starting to see those bigger built people and you're like yeah i think there's steroids on that one you know yeah but yeah it's just it's it's pretty rough so but well i still love it i mean i'm, I'm looking at the time we've gone almost for an yeah, hour and a half a while. to talk about all this stuff let's go ahead and wind it down but this is just yeah. a taste guys this is just a taste we'll get to more of the um uh brawl for it all maybe we'll start pin we'll start like kind of narrowing it down to a specific topic brawl for it all maybe maybe uh oh, gosh montreal screw job there's a lot of good oh, information yes. out there uh, montreal screw job is a great story so but uh brawl for it all uh, i think it's one of the great stories too there's a lot of good ones out there but um war games it's, it's, man war games i'd love to talk about that it's the okay where they had the two rings with a cage over both the rings yeah <laughs> oh dude that was an insane this gets match. elaborate and elaborate oh yeah so but all right we'll uh we'll call that good man that was fun that was a blast i, I look forward to doing more of it because i actually get to use some more of my useless knowledge <laughs> all right cool well i appreciate you guys listening y'all take care take care everybody